Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, daily college football show that I hope you really enjoy. And I've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about, you know, uh, uh, choosing Alabama over Texas. You know what I didn't do, though? I didn't bet on him. You know who I did bet on? Kansas. Okay, and I did it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because when it comes on where I like to gamble, I love the DraftKings app, and it's because they got incredible offers. If you're already a DraftKings customer, well, check this out. Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, promo code TBOB, T B O B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. That's those incredible deals you get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now. Sign up with the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5. Gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember, every NFL game day, two exciting new offers. From your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings, the crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 100 Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, YouTube? What's happening, man? Pumped to be back here at YouTube Live. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Remember our Monday shows. Uh, we are always going to do live for our recaps because we love hearing from you. Shout out Thomas, Jason Sunday, Michael DiVincenzi, Bobby Hotep in the chat already. Uh, massive thank you off the bat to everyone for getting us to 5K subscribers. We love to see it. And even better, the numbers on the views are better than you should have. For 5K subscribers, mm. so that means y'all sharing it with your friends, texting your friends about it. We love to see it. Thank you for helping to please the algorithmic gods that rule our existence. Um, <clears throat> SW2205 has a question on Alabama. Don't worry, we're going to talk Alabama to start this SW. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to copy this. I'm going to put it in our chat in my uh, document, and we can get to it 
in a bit. I am T-Bob Bear, one of your hosts, joined as always by QB1, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dog? What's up? What's up? Happy Monday. Always love being on YouTube Live. Like T-Bob said, come hang out with us every Monday and uh, let's keep let's let's keep growing 10k next yes. G can we get the 10k in what five weeks what should be our however goal? long that would be awesome I don't know what let's our go. goal is I'm just glad that everybody seems to be enjoying the show because me and Aaron yep. talk about it all the time we love doing snaps it's the most fun part of our day and it's just fucking awesome because we love college football and college football is absurd and fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you get situations like what would, I mean, I still can't get over the mythological 98 yard drive with the mountains of Boulder, Colorado in the background, the bright lights, the rock on the, you know, superstars all over the sideline. And that man, Shadur Sanders stares down 98 and not only gets that, but then gets a two point conversion. And I know I'm jumping ahead here, but Jay Norvell, what the fuck? How do you talk all this shit and you have the chance for a two-point conversion to end mm. the game and you kick an extra point? I forgot to mention mm. it on Monday. I actually think Dion made a very bad choice taking, you know, the ball first yes. in overtime because like I get it, like he has confidence in the offense, but ultimately I don't want to ever be in a situation where I don't have the initiative. And yep. if a team has a two-point conversion to win the game, you've handed over initiative, right? So mm -hmm. whatever. Jay Norvell, for all that talk. All that talk, you got no balls, unfortunately, at the end of the day. No balls. Uh, okay, sorry. Sorry. I, I had to get that off my chest because I forgot to mention it yesterday. What's up, Mike Prima, Charlie Shepard, Shadow Bearded, Cody Brunet, everybody else hanging out in here. Uh, Cody saying UGA should have fallen number two. They ain't the best team in the country. We'll get there as well. Um, all right, Aaron. Let's dive straight in. In case you missed it. Uh, we are here. Well, this whole week of college football is going to be a celebration because the weekend slate looks incredible. Um, one of the really good games coming up is going to be Ole Miss going to T-Town to take on Alabama. And it comes off a weekend where Alabama looks as weak as they have ever looked mm -hmm. in the Saban era. And mm -hmm. Ole Miss actually has maybe like the best resume in the SEC. I, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but I mean, you kind of yeah. look around at who they beat and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, and so Sunday night, then you sent a text and said, this has to be fake. Right. And I kind of felt like, yeah, maybe so. Right. There was a tweet from on three, apparently, um, Lane Kiffin talked on three and he is claiming that Alabama has made a secret defensive coordinator switch. And excuse me, there's a lot of setup to this story, so I apologize. But quote, it's what he told on three. Quote, we've been against, and he's talking about Kevin Steele here, and he's talking about Traveris Robinson. Okay, Kevin Steele's the DC. Traveris Robinson is the secondaries coach. He says, we've been against Kevin a number of times, worked with him at Alabama and against him at Auburn and LSU. There seems like there's been a change there. I don't know what happened after the Texas game, but our guys watching the TV copy and schematically in this last game certainly seems like T-Rob's now calling Ooh. the defense. We played him before at South Carolina, so we are preparing accordingly for him to call the defense. He's done such a good job, too, and they've got really good players. That last little trolley flourish there of the, oh, and he's done great. They have good players. I love that. But, Aaron, I've, I, I've been trying to think about it. I've got some ideas, but in your mind, what is Lane Kiffin? And by the way, then he wakes up at 6.33 this morning after the Bama Sports Illustrated fan site has picked this up, and he tweets out the Bama fan site's article at 6.33 with the headline, did Alabama football change its defensive play caller? Lane Kiffin seems to think so. Yeah, so, I'm, excited, yeah I'm excited to see Saban's response to this. I'm sure he's going to be asked a million questions today whenever he does his, his, his press conference. So we'll, we'll get some more clarification soon. I think this is Lane just being Lane. I really do. Like it is hard for me to fathom that that Kevin Steele, three games into the season, or at least what I guess at the time would be two games into the season, would have been essentially taken away the 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 ownership of this defense from from um from from that staff. I don't I don't buy into it. I really don't. So maybe there's a a you know meeting of the minds in that staff room and they've said, hey, you know. This is what our defense can be. This is what it was in week one. This is what, what we can adjust to. And maybe you're just seeing really good defensive minds come together. But Kevin Steele's calling the plays. There's no doubt in my mind that they're that, Okay. That, so you so you think this is Lane pure trolling then? Pure trolling lane. Okay. I understand the reasoning why, but Lane being Lane. Well, 
Like, well, okay, so 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 that but that okay, so that's where it gets interesting though. If you think it's pure trolling, why? Right? Because if, I don't if, know. if, if you if you want to say like, okay, is this someone like have you ever played rock, paper, scissors with someone and they're like, I'm throwing rock? And then and then you're like, okay, they said they're throwing rock. So they want me to think that they throw rock, but then obviously they're not gonna throw rock if they just told me they're gonna throw rock. But if I'm the one that originally said it. I know that you're thinking that, so I am going to throw rock, right? So it's like it's even it's like you can drive yourself crazy about that. What this does prove, though, again, I don't know why he said it. What I what I do think it does show, though, is like you said, I do know for a fact this is Lane Kiffin just wanting to fuck with Nick Saban and force Nick Saban to have to answer a bunch of bullshit questions yep. about 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 this today, and it's going to piss Nick off. But that's the crazy thing to me that that pissing Nick off because that shows a lack of respect. And Lane has many times, still the last couple of years, gotten mad at the media for poking the proverbial Saban bear. You know, oh, great, y'all are doubting him, so now he's going to mm. go off, blah, blah, blah. Well, here Lane is doing the exact same thing. Like, we already know that Nick Saban wants to bury Lane Kiffin. Now he wants to bury him even more. Lane only does this. You know why? He's not afraid. Lane yep. Kiffin legitimately thinks Ole Miss is going to go into Tuscaloosa. And but is, win. He, is anyone is anyone afraid of Alabama right now? Like, you, you, if you just take the A away, which once again, I know this is hard for a lot of people, and which is hard for people this offseason to kind of like look at this team and not realize that they're not going to be a national championship contender because it's you know the Alabama Crimson Tide and it's Nick Saban. But when you look at the roster and if you just watch the film, like if it was black and white and you had mm -hmm. no idea what you were watching, like yeah, brand wise. That's a bad football team we've seen for the first three weeks of the season. It's a bad football team. They look they, they they didn't look good versus Texas. They lose that game at home, and it was embarrassing what they put on film against USF. I mean, it, it, to me, it looked it like a awful. team that was was almost at times disinterested in playing the game. There yeah. was no heart. There was no juice. I've never seen Alabama under Nick Saban. Now everything's perfect. Like there's been bad games and Nick Saban's past, no doubt about it. But I've never seen a team play that was that disinterested with with a lack of energy, any sort of juice, like none of that. They look like they're going through the motions. They look like they didn't care. I've never seen it before, man. I don't know if it's well, that, I don't know if it's a quarterback issue that's throwing everyone for a loop. Even well, that definitely hurts. That that doesn't help yeah. because you can speak to this, and it was a little different in our day where we were a little more like you could still be like, I'm gonna run the ball and be great, but like a bad quarterback can drag down the morale of an entire team. If you don't think you have that guy back there, it can kind of take down. Yeah, and but this is Nick Saban. This is Nick Saban. Like I heard someone, I think there was this morning say on another show, you know, that the team rallied behind Milrow and the team was, you know, kind of pissed off that Milrow wasn't the starter. So, you know, there was a lack of energy on the field from that. You can't tell me that there isn't such a respect for Nick Saban that when Nick Saban makes a decision of who's going to play a certain position, especially the quarterback position, that those guys in that locker room don't say, oh, hey, coach, I trust you because you're the greatest coach of all time. If you say so-and-so is going to be our quarterback, then we're going to go out there and execute at a high level. Like, I, I, you think, Do you truly think that there was guys in the locker room kind of huddling up saying, what the hell is Nick doing? Like, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Because look really? at what we saw Saturday. And you think, that you think Simpson and I just think Butner it's a bad team. Sucked. I just think it's a bad team. No, no, but what I'm saying is like I could, and by the way, Milrow, Ryan, uh, our, our excellent producer Ryan Brumman last night on the chat, Jalen Milrow announced as a starter. So yeah, that is kind of what I'm saying, Aaron, is that I could see people getting mad. Milrow's probably like, well, like Milrow has been mad to the point that they're not competing though. To the no, fact no, but that I'm they saying, were not no. competing. No, but like, what if you think Tommy Reese is a slapdick? Like, we don't know what they think in that building. Like, what if the offensive players do whisper to each other, like, oh my God, dude, you know, you're coming off of having Steve Starkeesian, you're coming off of having Bill O'Brien, yeah. and then you got this young cat, and maybe he doesn't know what he's doing. He feels like he's over his head. And then all of a sudden, they're like, mm -hmm. wait, we're going to start Buckner? We watch him in practice every day. He can't do half of what Jalen Milrow does. And I said it yesterday. I mean, it, 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 it reeked of desperation at the time. And if it smelled that way, it's because it was desperate. And now Jalen Milrow starting again shows you how desperate it was. Like Jalen Milrow was clearly the best option. They just felt like, well, I guess we have to try something yeah. because, well, maybe Milrow's going to be limiting. Like I am far more afraid of Alabama with Jalen Milrow than I am with either Tyler Buckner or Ty Simpson. Like you said yesterday on yesterday. Well, definitely Buckner. Buck, 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 Buck
Buckner could have started the majority of Power Five schools. He did it. I mean, no, it, 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 no. it's shame on Tommy Reese once again. We said this the other day. Shame on Tommy Reese for bringing him to Alabama and, and putting Nick Saban through Unbelievable. that in the Alabama fan base. <laughs> Nick say uh, Notre Dame. Uh, shout out Paul Ferry to their old producer, Paulie Walnuts. Uh, his Notre Dame Fighting Irish have pulled a CIA level deep state uh, takedown of the Alabama football program. Mm -hmm. Somehow, like the one thing that stealing kind of reps, stealing reps in practice for that. You wasted reps on that kid. The one thing that sucked Jeez. from last year's Notre Dame team was the offense. Like the defense was actually pretty frisky. Yeah. Getting credit for maybe starting to run the ball, but ugh. Cody Brunet feels like Saban isn't in control when Tom Reese brought his QB with him, then started no. him after a loss. I mean, no, 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 let's be clear. Reese is not making that decision, but it still reeks of desperation. Um, all right, let's so get into some so of these other comments. So you're, right, you're, you're, feel, you're, you're feeling like, to me, talking with you, that we're going to see a more energized Alabama team. Like they, they, The fact that they were so lethargic – wasn't the fact that they were in 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 playing against South Florida in Tampa, which is just that's silly odd to begin itself. with. That, that's very, very odd. It was raining. With. The weather Hot, was crappy, humid. humid. Uh, it's South Florida. Like, ugh. like it wasn't that reason. It was this team is is pissed off because we believe Jalen no. should be the quarterback. So no, no, it's all it's all of those. It's or is it just not a good football team? Or is it just not a good football team? Once again, it, the answer is D, all of the above. Yeah. It's a lesser football team with an offensive line that just are, are that seem bad and seem yes. soft, quite frankly. Yep. Um, they don't have a quarterback. And, yeah, they're playing in South Florida in the fucking rain in Tampa. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Oh, and the quarterback. Team, but I'm going to go out on a limb here, Aaron, and say that this weekend in T-Town against Ole Miss, you're probably going to get a more locked-in team. Right, like I don't think they're going to look as bad. Now, I do think it's crazy that Ole Miss—they're not the gambling favorite, and 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 maybe we should read into that more. But it does feel like Ole Miss potentially should be the pick here, and that's and and even Lane's trolling kind of speaks to that. You confidence. can't lose two and games back to back me. in Tuscaloosa. There's no, no way, right? No, and not right? with assistant, and not with former Saban assistants doing it. Never happened. What if it happened twice in a row? Mm -hmm. I mean, Jackson Dart's the highest-rated quarterback in the SEC right now. Well, let's go position by position in this game right now. I would say better quarterback, Ole Miss. Better running back, Ole Miss. Better skill players, Ole Miss. Better offense line. Ole Miss is probably playing better at the offensive line position. Um, Alabama's defense is Jug elite. Jug in your, mm, yeah. Jukkins Sorry, has been banged up. James Jukkins okay. has been banged up. He's been banged up. He was kind of questionable if he was going to play this past weekend for Georgia Tech. If if he's healthy and 100 percent or close to 100 percent, there's no question he's he's one of the best running backs in the country. It's a far superior offense right now with skill, and especially the quarterback spot. How do we feel? I'm about still Ole Miss the question marks. I think it's better, and don't forget that that their DC is um, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Former DC for Alabama. Oh, he Pete knows Golding. the personnel. Pete Golding. He knows the personnel a little bit. That's he's true. got a good temperature of that football team. So, true. you know, the reverse of that is obviously Saban knows what he's trying to do on that side of the football defensively for Ole Miss. I would say Ole Miss's defense is improved. Alabama's defense is, is you know, top 10 in the country. So it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll tell you that. It is going to be low-scoring there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Tom Green in the chat says, Ole Miss 37, Bama 3. Shout out, Tom Green. I was a big fan of you growing up. The only thing that could be funnier now, Tom just made me think of this. If Lane wins this weekend and then does like, uh, my bum is on your lips. My bum is on your lips. But it's like Lane Kiffin's ass on Nick Saban's licks. That would be, be perfect. All right, let's get into some comments here. Uh, SW2205 says, question on Alabama. Do you guys find it odd that Tom Reese came over to run the Alabama offense and not his own offense? A lot was made out of that. I would uh, say I would say you go to I mean right now your best quarterback is is a superior runner compared to a thrower. Um, you have to incorporate his legs more. They should have done it more versus Texas. Obviously, I don't know yeah. why he didn't have some kind of role versus USF. You would think too in a rainy game, which is kind of suspicious that you wouldn't put a quarterback out there that has legs the way that Jalen can just run the football. Um, so I don't know if there's some other issues going on where maybe he was in the, the bad graces of the coaching staff heading into that game. But I think you have to adjust to personnel. And right now you have an offensive line that's soft in the pass game. Uh, 
they're big guys that can at least get in the way, hopefully, and, and create some running lanes. I still think you have at, you know above average receiving play, not not excellent, and you have a running quarterback. So, you know, run zone read, run RPO. That's that, that, that's that's all Alabama can do right now. That that is that is the extent of what their offense is going to be this season. And then every now and then take some shots. And again, it should have been. I feel like they should be better still, even if that was their limitations. Except that the offensive line is bad, and that's fucking yeah. everything up. Rhett Proctor, the five dollars super chat. We'll do this. It's it's not on topic, but. $5 Super Chat. Thank you, Rhett. Yep. I get that Carson Beck is the starter, but man, Gunnar Stockton should get some more reps. Dude is a beast in high school. has got some wheels. Yes. You went inter- <laughs> we'll get to Georgia's Rhett. offense. But get to Can we answer real quick? Yeah. Just, yes. Uh, I remember I had Georgia week one, and I sat down with Kirby and Bobo, and 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 you know we knew that Carson was going to be the starting quarterback. And I was like, all right, who's going to be two? Because it's probably going to be blow. Who's coming in next? And they're like, honestly, like it could be Brock, it could be Gunner. Like Gunner's really impressed us through through fall camp. So that's going to be an interesting battle next year. Uh, they just kept saying over and over again how much of a playmaker he is. Like when things break down, Gunner's making plays. Gunner is the strongest arm in the quarterback room. I just don't think he knows the offense as well as the other two, especially Carson, to where they feel like they can go on there and, and, and essentially put together a full game plan. Now that he's not talented. Um, I think he's a really high chance of being QB1 next year. And I think Carson, I know T-Ball will give me shit about this. I think Carson's played just just really well to start the yes. season. Not, it's not super yes. sexy, but he's yes. played well. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, how, how old is how old is Gunnar Stockton? Here we go. Here we go. How old is Gunnar Stockton? Probably 19, 20. I don't know. Okay, exactly. Mike Bobo's, Mike Bobo's offense is so old, you have to at least be like 22 to 23 to run it mm-hmm. effectively. That's why Carson Beck was the uh, the clear choice. Well, someone asked this in the chat too. Uh, was it Ox in the shop? Is UJ running UJ's offense or Bobo's? This is jo- this is this is the Munkin offense. This is more Munkin than Bobo offense. Wow, you could tell. Could have fooled the, the, me. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know, dude. You know, but don't don't be down fourteen three and a half. I don't know what to tell you. You want to be the number one team in the country. Alex one, B. One, one possession in the first quarter, four possessions in the in the first half. Uh, life after Saban. I think landing would be a home run hire for Bama whenever Saban hangs him up. My friend thinks he wouldn't leave Oregon for Bama. Your thoughts? Hell yeah, he would. I think I think I, th- I think he would. I think that kind of sucks because why does Oregon always get their good coaches poached? I mean, like, I does anybody it. ever just want to stay in Eugene? But also, let's all pump the brakes. Like, I don't know that Saban's going to walk off on a miss. You know what I mean? It's very hard. I know Juniper looks awesome, and he bought the $20 million house, and I'd be out that bitch easy. Is it Juniper like, I thought, or Jupiter? I don't know. I keep saying Juniper. <laughs> I've probably said it wrong like a 100 times, if that's not right. <laughs> um, but I would uh, nah. I, I don't know. Let's just not go too far down that road. I don't Texas think he, rocks. He, there's no way he's leaving this bad of a season. <laughs> like, I could see him like 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 saying there's a le- eleven and one season or like next year they make the playoffs but they don't win it. I think you could walk away from that. But like I he agree. is not going to walk away with this bad of a season. No, chance. I think I think I'm inclined to agree. Like I won't even you know it's like the old like. When you're shooting hoops, you, you never walk off on a miss, right? Yeah. Uh, it's very much Jupiter. Okay, Jupiter. There we go. Oh, I've been saying it wrong now for three weeks. So great. Good on me. <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Texas Rocks, Alabama, clearly better off with Milrow. This QB experiment was just stupid. Saban should fire Reese and tell him to take his quarterback with him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Bama fans are furious at the Notre Dame I think Dame that's a real question, right though, now. after the season. Like, is, is Tommy Reese going to be back next year? I mean... I've heard once Saban turns on you, and this was old Saban when he's maybe a little yeah. more fiery. Like the old urban legend around LSU was there was like one seat in the meeting room. I can't remember if it was like immediately to his right or his left, but there was like one seat in the meeting room where every year that guy was fired. Like yeah. every year, whoever sat in that seat, he became just like a like something about him just stood out in Saban's mind. And like Tom Reese has got to be careful here because he's looking less like a Wunderkind and more like a mm. Poonderkin. Yeah. Um, all right. So, look, I, I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm going to have to watch more film on Ole Miss before I make a Bama Ole Miss call. But it's crazy 
how much juice Ole Miss actually has going in at T-Town. In fact, you're an Ole Miss fan listening. You want to get tickets to the game this weekend in Tuscaloosa? You want to download the Game Time app, okay? It's the best way to get any tickets to any games. The fastest growing ticketing app in the entire United States. And it could be last minute, guys. Like you just show, you know, Friday night, you're like, F it, dude, let's drive over there. You hop on the app, download Game Time. You get amazing deals. It could be college. It could be pro. Um, it could be baseball games. It could be concerts, comedy shows, whatever. Download the Game Time app, redeem code SNAPS for $20 off your first purchase. So if you do want to take advantage, and there's a ton of great games to choose from this weekend, uh, SNAPS, S-N-A-P-S, $20 off your first purchase, of course, terms apply. So download the Game Time app, enter code SNAPS, $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Huge thank you to the Game Time app for sponsoring snaps here. Uh, Will, T-Bob, shave the beard of the LSU, lose Alabama. No fucking chance. Yeah. I No, no, no. Yes. I, 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 I've Cut done the hair. Do I've done two. I've done two beard bets ever on radio, and I got lucky enough to win them both. I ain't, I ain't doing that, bro. My wife's one nightmare she had After before. After what you you've married. seen from LSU and what you've seen from Alabama, you ain't willing to put something on the line. Uh, I'll put something on the line. I don't think I put my beard. My beard is my like self-esteem. Would you put your self-esteem on the line? Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> the only nightmare I had, my wife had before we got married is that I showed up clean shaven. That's a true story. I've Ooh. tried not to think about it too much. Cause like, Ooh. I don't know. That does nothing for your self-confidence, but yeah. Oh. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Brum thinking there will be fire saving talk if he's eight and four. No way. No. I mean, yes, like on like on. Okay. Yes. And Brum says I'm not allowed to shave the beard. See, what, what the fuck's in the YouTube channel? Nobody's going to watch anymore if they can't see this pretty face. Dude. Um, mm -mm -mm. Okay. Okay. There's, that's enough. Okay. You should get that rug grooved. Okay. Relax, guys. Enough beard <laughs> talk. Okay. It was a rough Saturday night, a very fun Saturday night. Some I'll shave my beard if Missouri beats Georgia. I'll shave it. Down. I'll shave it. Clean shave. What? Like, just like with a razor? It's already shaved. It's just stubble. <laughs> you That's you always do one on the guard. I was going to say, you have there. the perfect amount of stubble all the time, dude. Yeah. It's impressive how you manage to pull it off. Um, all right. Uh, let's dive into a conversation that I really want to have. And we touched on it yesterday, uh, but we ha I hadn't really sat down and thought about it. We got a new AP top 25 today. Um, no great surprises. Oh, we should probably lead with the biggest topic of the day. Missouri should be ranked, Aaron, right? No, I'm fucking with you, Brum. Relax. Yeah. Uh, who, who should be number one in the AP poll? And obviously the reason for asking this question is Georgia has looked all right. You know, they've, they've not looked overwhelmingly good. And then, so you start, okay, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Aaron. What does UGA do this year that is truly exceptional? Because the quarterback and the play caller feel all right. The yep. defense is great, but not otherworldly, like we've seen nope. recently. The weapons, which are supposed to be awesome, have been underwhelming, and they're dealing with injuries. Yep. Like It's all the elements that you don't want to see if you're trying to three-peat and do something that nobody's ever done before. So, no, wait, it, wait. It, so, so what do they do that's truly exceptional? Well, I, w I would I'd go back to your first question. I mean, if 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 there wasn't a ranking, like if there was, say, like, hey, we're not going to come out with the, the the first season ranking until week three, and we're just going to purely judge it, not off what you did last year, not mm -hmm. off what you're returning, but what you look like to the first three weeks of the season. No, Georgia wouldn't be one. They wouldn't. Okay. I, I agree okay. with you. Like, there there there's, okay. but they also they haven't had the opportunity to to look really elite because they haven't played another team. That is ranked or, or or super high class. Yeah, good uh, for them. Lucky. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was watching Oklahoma tape today and I was like, damn, Oklahoma looks pretty good right now. And I looked at their schedule, like, well, they also haven't played anyone. So no. uh, that would have been great to see those two teams in week two, because I do think Oklahoma is a much improved team, at least on film, uh, against a bunch of, you know, scrubs compared to what they looked like last year on both sides of the football. But I digress. No, Georgia has not looked like the number one team in the country at all. Um, but this kind of goes back to what I said the other day, like who who has been consistent enough in your mind to to, to get that ranking? I, I would say there's been maybe one team that has been like, man, week in and week out oh, has looked dominant. Tell them. Tell them. It's, it's your Huskies. It's the Huskies, baby. Your Huskies. That's it. We're on the same. Okay, we're on the same page here because I agree yep. with you. Like Ohio yep. State doesn't appear to have a quarterback. Uh, but you've been watching Ohio State film. You seem to like everything else they have. I love everything um, else they have. Love everything else they have. Penn State still feels a uh, bit too conservative for me, dude. A uh -uh. bit too unthreatening. Um, Texas looked amazing at Bama, but Bama might be not might not be that good. And then Texas spins us last week and tied going to the four ten ten with Wyoming. And Wyoming's yep. good. Like, don't get me wrong, like, they're a yeah. solid football program. But if I'm gonna put you number one, no. FSU 31-29 against Boston College. No one believes in USC's defense. And like Michigan, I could do it, but they haven't played anybody. Like I, I if, if you ha if you haven't beat anybody with a pulse, and I don't want to give you credit, and so Washington, Washington hasn't beat anyone either, but they've looked well, really but, good in all their wins. They've looked they, but, really good in all their wins. But they also haven't played like 
no one, no one necessarily. Maybe yeah, Tulsa's true, a close. True. Like Boise's okay. And it's been consistent. 56-19 against Boise, 43-10 against Tulsa, 41-7 in East Lansing against Michigan mm -hmm. State. Michael yep. Penning Jr. leading the country 444 yards a game. 11.8 <laughs> yards per attempt, 74% completion, 12 touchdowns to one pick. How about this, Aaron? We talk about weapons all the time, and you've really educated me on how good it feels and how much it helps to have great weapons. They have three receivers averaging over 100 yards a game. A dude's at 139, McMillan's 103, and Jalen Polk's at 100 on the dot. Mm. How about that? That's crazy. I, I think that the, the only thing that should be giving anyone sort of any sort of hesitation with Washington is they haven't really faced an offense, and they're not going to face an offense for another True. three weeks. Like Arizona, you know, I, I like Delora, but like that that shouldn't scare oh, me too much. I watched that. No, Arizona's offense booty. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, it's going to be versus Oregon, and they get them at home. But like that—that's the question. Like we like we knew this offense is going to score on everyone. There's no doubt about. It. Like when you have a quarterback of that caliber with with elite receivers, there's just not. There's no defense that's going to be able to slow them down. It's kind of like what what USC's done. Uh, it, it it comes down to can you stop anyone when you do face another quality opponent? So, but yes, like if, to me, if you would just judge the solely the first three weeks of the season, regardless of opponent. Washington has looked the most consistent. They've they've looked like probably the only elite team in the country right now. Yeah, I, I, I they have like like you said at the beginning. You can't because of how AP rankings work. I know people are like, well, why are we yeah. factoring in last year? Well, you have to. I mean, it's yeah. how this all works, right? But if we were just objectively saying who's had the best three weeks in college football, I do think that would be the Huskies. And yep. what a I, I don't know how this is going to play out. But what a good feeling if you're a Husky fan. Mm -hmm. If you're a Washington fan, chances are if you're around our age, you grew up with the Huskies being awesome and then they kind of disappeared forever. I guess you're pretty good with Jake Brown and I mean, Chris are you, Peterson. Are you are you are you just down on you, you I think you have this negative image of, of USC in your mind. And I think USC's defense is better, and I would say USC's offense is better too. Like I think USC should be in the discussion too. I am guilty. What Caleb of, Williams has yes. done what Caleb Williams has done to start the season with those weapons, with that that freakish you know freshman receiver such returner um yeah with the running game marshawn lloyd looks like 10 even 10 times better than he did at, at south carolina a year ago i would take usc over over washington right now we so, don't talk about them enough well okay so um yes i i think there's a bit of bias coming in here where i am a bit guilty of just completely dismissing usc uh, despite not really having watched that much past week one. And in fact, if you look up and you look at all the national rankings for quarterback, the only higher rated quarterback than Michael Pittings Jr. is uh, Caleb, Williams. Caleb Williams. And I know you watch a ton of quarterback film and you are always yep. talking about how Caleb Williams is even better this year. The only thing, so I, I think what the, the problem with our guess what hurts him in this conversation is Washington has been big and bright and flashy. And like I said, it's 440 yards a game. Like it's overwhelming. It's like a giant blinking neon sign. Whereas Caleb Williams has been like, he's it's, it, it hasn't needed to be, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just, it's been more efficient. It's like 287 yards. He still has 12 touchdowns. He has 580 yards a game right now. No, I know he does yards no. offense, but and I think that, that probably speaks also, to a think, better team. That probably speaks to a better team in USC. But I also uh, think it's. I also think it's like you know Washington was great last year, and I do think that there's a, a for people that really know football, there was an expectation that Washington was going to be an elite offense once again this season. But I still think it's brand bias. Like we look at USC and we think Lincoln Riley, and we see Caleb Williams Heisman Trophy winner, and we're not surprised by the numbers. I still think people look at Washington and forget that they were that efficient on offense last year because not a lot of people yeah. watched Washington football. So they're still like, oh my God, look at Washington put up all these stats. Like, yeah, they, they should be. But I still think in people's mind, once again, it's more of a surprise to see Washington dominating oh, and people just assume it's USC and, and, and Lincoln and Caleb. So yeah, it's, it's kind of the normal thing that should be happening. Oh, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And look, man, um, people like the underdog. You know, like yeah, USC's LA and it's glitz and it's glamour. And who wants to see Los Angeles have more success? Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like if, if, uh, if you're for a lot of the country, you, you don't 
you, you don't like fucking New York City. You don't like Los Angeles. They already have enough. They're already so up their own ass. Like Washington's like a plucky, you know, kind of like the plucky yeah. little brother or something. So no, they're yeah. just easier to cheer for. Who is who who's like threatened by Washington? I mean, you should be from a no pure one. football stance. Yeah. You should be from but but I just mean like nobody hates the brand they're the of good Washington guy. football. They're, yes. You want your them. Unless, yes, unless you're a Wazoo fan, if you're from Pullman. And shout out Washington State. Respect as well. The whole state's playing football right yeah. now. Um, fine. Hi, SPT. What up, dude? He says uh, Texas almost lost to Wyoming. Um, yeah, I mean, eh, it was 10-10. I, I'm not even here, – here's my other thing. I'm not dinging FSU. I'm not right. really dinging Texas. I get all the extenuated circumstances that lead to a kind of you'll a ding, You'll ding Georgia, game. though. You'll, you'll ding Georgia, though, but not the other schools. Well, because I think FSU has an elite quarterback. I think FSU has elite everything. I think uh, Texas, you're the one that convinced me, as an elite quarterback. If you want to change your mind on Quinn Ewers, feel free. Like Out of the three quarterbacks on those teams, who's first, second, and third? Rankin. Rankin for me. Texas, Alabama, Quinn, Georgia, Rankin quarterback. Quinn, okay. Travis Carson, based on their play this year. Oh, okay, okay, oh, exactly. Okay, so you want me to just sit here and give the credit to the team that doesn't have the best quarterback? It doesn't look like they can really run the ball? And I get out of here. Get out of here. Um, but yes, I will think Georgia also because, like we always talk about, y'all are dealing with different sets of expectations. FSU and Texas are exciting. Georgia's yeah. old and they've 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 been there and 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 they're going to be judged against two national championships. Whereas, you know, Florida State was happy to win ten games last year. Now Texas still hasn't done that, but I think they'll get there this year. Uh, so good on him. <laughs> uh, Divincenzi says FSU's shown they have the highest ceiling. Mm -hmm. it's hard to argue against texas i don't know I, I don't think i can answer that yet and also there's been a lot of throughout chat and all the time recently a lot of they haven't played anyone they haven't played anyone well that's why this weekend is so great yeah because uh people about started playing all right mm. let's talk about everybody's When's texas oklahoma we get three weeks before that Three weeks? I'm telling you, I like Oklahoma. Brum, Brum, what, 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 why does the computer love Oklahoma so much? What, where are they at right now? In these, what are we talking like S and P plus? When you get our guy know. Colin Wilson, I just got a chat. Hey, by the way, I, I got a chat that the computers love Oklahoma from Brumley, and I'm, I'm watching film this morning. I'm like, okay, I've, I've yet to watch Oklahoma this year because they haven't played anyone. Let me just see what they look like. And like, dude, they were hitting on defense. They were flying to the football. They're making plays on that side. Dylan Gabriel was dicing teams up. I'm like, wow, like this is night and day from a year ago. Like, are they a better team than Texas? No, but I, I but they should be more competitive. Uh, Ryan says they're the top three in all the main computer polls. Interesting. So I think that, um, uh, uh, I, I'd love to pick Colin Wilson's brain on Oklahoma this Friday, our new gambling guy. Because, by the way, his system loved Florida Moneyline and loved Mizzou Moneyline. How about that? Two mm. bets that a lot of people thought were crazy, and look what ended up happening. Uh, David Chizzy has a pretty good point here. Not the highest ceiling. 30, and he's talking about FSU. 31 straight points against the LSU team that's supposedly better than Alabama, who Texas beat. I get how you're getting there with the law of transit sports properties. All I'm saying is we talk about being sustainably good. Both Texas and FSU to me look great on the lines of scrimmage. Both have elite weapons. Yep. Both have great quarterbacks. I think though, actually, does Florida secondary maybe push them over the top? Maybe it is. Maybe Florida it is. State. Whatever. Yes, Florida yeah. State. These questions will be answered in time. Um, I did want to talk about Prime a little bit because there's something interesting going on, Aaron, where the the cool factor for Prime is so overwhelmingly badass right now that it's leading to conversations that should be ridiculous or feel ridiculous, but actually aren't, right? Like like we had it the other day. Should, should Deion Sanders go to Florida? Should Deion Sanders take over for Nick Saban at Alabama? Like yeah. that's a legitimate conversation. Yeah. So it does beg the question. If, if I were to ask you, how would you answer this? Is Deion Sanders one of the best coaches in college football? Yes. Full stop. Yes. 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 Top yes. 10? Yes. Yes. Top 10. I don't know if I want to put them in top five. I don't know if I want to put them in top five yet. But I, I, I go at it in this, this mindset right now, T. Mm -hmm. If I'm starting a football team tomorrow, mm -hmm. and I've been, I've, I've been promoted to athletic director of X University, Snaps yeah. University, 
Yeah. Who do I want as my head coach? Dion's probably yeah. my top five list right there. So that's an interesting way to frame it. Because if you do frame it like that, it's like, absolutely. I mean, the, the turnaround. He I've actually may be my like, like number like two. Yeah. He's my second coach I pick. I think, I, I, think I mean, Kirby, Kirby would be one. I think, I think we'd all one. agree on that. Um, Dion's two. I think it doesn't feel too. so. Okay. So, so, so here's, here's where, I, here's the only thing I have trouble with. Does is, it, does it, I think, I think, does it matter? Does it matter? Depending on the university. Like, I think he's perfect for Colorado right now because mm -hmm. Colorado was one in 11 last year, doesn't have a big brand. So it allows him to shine. Would, would the Dion brand be powerful at Ohio State, at Alabama? Or does the brand Ohio State Alabama outshine Dion? Like, would it make a difference? He's needed um, at Colorado to shine a light on on Colorado. Is yeah. he needed at those other brands? Like, would it would 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 all that glitz and glam and look at me like would that would that even work at a at a bigger school? I, I think yeah. Look, uh, Dion's charisma works anywhere. Charisma works yeah. anywhere. People like confident people. They like charismatic yeah. people. So like that works anywhere. Uh, does it mean as much to those other schools? No, because people already all, always talk about Alabama, right? So like, like it 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 changed Colorado to the point where Colorado, Nebraska at noon beat Texas, Alabama at night in the ratings. And you could say, well, not when you add in the McAfee numbers. When you add in the McAfee numbers, they beat them by 0 .03 million. So miss me with that bullshit. My point. So, so, so it had a greater impact there in Colorado, but no, he plays anywhere. He'd be successful anywhere. The one question I have once he gets past Shadur, can he find and develop another elite quarterback? Because Shadur is incredible and yeah, quarterback is. is everything in this game and it makes all the difference in the world. And Shadur is next level good. Again, his own Elway moment, 98 yards at night in Boulder with all the mm. narrative of ha ha, my mom raised you mm. better than me hanging over his family's head. And he put it on for the buffs. He put it on for the Sanders family mm -hmm. and they found a way to win the game. So once you lose that guy, can you still be elite? Cause look, objectively elite, on the HBCU level, the best coach of the country on the HBCU level, objectively um, done something that I don't think anybody else in the country have done with the Power Five with Colorado this year. My only question is, once Shadur is gone, can you can you still find and develop an elite quarterback? The hard part is you were able to get But I do think he's top 10, unquestionably. But I think the hard part was he was able to get him to Colorado because he was his son. Will there be another elite quarterback that is willing to go to Colorado? And this this begs the question of of how long is Dion going to stay at Colorado, and will Shadur stay another season? Like if 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 Shadur's like, you know what, I know I'm a top fifteen pick, but I'm not going to be a top top two pick when it comes to quarterbacks. I think a lot of us kind of feel like it's going to be Caleb and Drake. If I know I'm going to be the number one pick in the draft next year, I get to come back and play with Travis again and my dad for one more season, and then go to the NFL and be the number one pick. Then. You're on the time that we've talked about for Dion, the timeline of Dion's going to stay because Travis Hunter's there. He has, he has two more. He has this season. He has next season. Yeah. He can't transfer again. Dion's not going to leave his boy. No, that'd be fucked up. I do think if he has two successful seasons, like if they're a seven-win team this year, eight-win team, if, if, if Shadur comes back next season and say they're in the Big 12, which is now, now Texas and Oklahoma less, and say they win the Big 12 or a 10-win team, Dion's out. And then he goes to a better university he'll be able to recruit a big-time quarterback. He'll be able to get a big-time quarterback out of the transfer portal. So I think to me, it's, it's he needs to convince Shadur to stay one more year. And then he's got to go somewhere that's a big enough brand to get a, 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 a rock star quarterback that obviously isn't his son that can just tag along. It sounds crazy, but if I was Shadur, I mean, the quarterback market is so full this year. Like, you're making money. You're playing with your brother, your dad. Like... It would seem like there's a lot of incentive to to want to come right. back and yeah yeah to want to come back because like there's a million quarterbacks coming out this year maybe you know you, you can easier, you'll be in an easy conference you'll be the, yeah. the best team in the conference you give Dion one more offseason to 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 hit the portal to make the team run you better because now too remember the one thing that was missing that all the recruiting boys were mad at Dion about before the year was the high school recruiting had not really hit yet. Well, yep. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it does. Uh, Ryan Brumley in our chat saying, uh, Colorado was the most watched game week three despite starting at 10 Eastern. I mean, bro, by the way, 
This is kind of a shameless plug for a fellow volume show, but also I would not talk about it if I didn't objectively love listening to it. And I don't listen to a lot of other sports stuff. Ocho and Unk, their NFL recap show with Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco is the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard. It, Ocho Cinco <laughs> is one of my new media muses. He's quickly gaining a seat next to like Jack Black and Chris Farley in terms of guys that I that that I look up to. But the point of this is they're doing an NFL recap show. How did they open the show for the first 10 minutes? Talking about Colorado, Colorado State mm -hmm. and Prime and everything else. So yeah, it's yeah, and I agree with Mario's crystal ball. Like, I don't think he, I think he could land a big time quarterback in Colorado. But again, Shadur Sanders is a step above a big time recruit. You can get a big time recruit, but will that recruit actually end up being good? Because Shadur Sanders is legitimately great and he yes. remains great. And that's my only question. Uh, I think, I, th I, but I think the problem, I think, I think you have, you have to hit the portal. You have to hit the portal. I don't yeah, know I mean, you, yes, you you're can't not do what Alabama do. did. You can't do what Alabama did. <laughs> well, Alabama also hit the portal, just didn't work out extremely well. You have to hit the portal. Like if, if Dion wants to stay at Colorado, I think the next quarterback after Shadur has to be a portal quarterback as you continue to build the brand. But I, I think the hard that. part, too, is like, once again, you're moving to the Big 12. Big time football for a lot of these kids is going to be – the country's only going to want to talk about the SEC and the Big 10. True or false? Like, are you if you're if you're a top oh, quarterback know, in the country, dude. do you really want to go to the Big Twelve? I mean, do I don't you want know. to go to the Big Twelve. No, I, you're not going to want to go to the Big Twelve. I'm not sure. If you're worth your salt, you're going to want to go to the SEC or Big. 12. I would I would say this. I'm feeling a little insecure nowadays about trying to predict the future and the ripple effects of all these massive changes because I didn't have the Pac-12 as looking like the best conference so far this year. I didn't have the SEC looking shitty. I didn't have the strengthening of the middle class that we've seen where, you know, like we talked about the group of five is losing guys upward. The elite teams are losing guys downward. Like college football is evolving in ways that I can't fully grasp or understand. So I see, I see your logic behind that statement. I don't know though. I, I don't, I don't know that I agree with it because there's still going to be plenty of playoff room for big 12 teams and for ACC teams. And so mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I get why you're saying it. Because it I is know. a bit like a Premier League, you know, between the SEC and it the Big is. Ten, but we'll we'll see. We do we even know what's going to happen to Oregon State and Washington State yet? That still no. pisses me off. I think these teams are the so good. These teams are so good. I know. Someone save them. Um, well, the Mountain West, I think, wants them. I think that I think that's like they they're they're, they're resisting going to the Mountain West so hard right now. I think that's where they're going to end up being, though. Uh yeah well yeah the Mountain West is also definitely like big dogging him too being like okay now now in your time of need to come to me the Mountain West okay you bitch um so yeah I mean look we're in agreement here on staffs I think he's a top ten coach I think for like top it's weird because like you're saying if I'm hiring he would be top five of the discussion easy if we're talking legacy obviously you got to build out more of that legacy before we yeah. before we get you that. Um, look at this. Henry Price's number one 2025 quarterback was on campus this week in Bryce Underwood. You know who else was? The Rock. You know who's in probably Little Wayne. Well, yeah. Yeah. Little 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 Wayne. Yes. Little I would love to go for a visit. Who wouldn't want to go to a visit to Boulder, Colorado right now what? and enjoy it? Yeah. Doesn't mean you're gonna commit, but I'm just gonna take my free visit to Boulder, knowing that like, it's gonna be celebrities everywhere. Hell yeah, I'm taking that trip. Now he's gotta find a way to get that guy to co commit. That's whole nother whole nother ball game. And if you like mushrooms and weed, there's not a better college to go to. Also, super high median income, highest in the country, I think. All right, Aaron Murray, it is Monday, which means it is time for our top five quarterbacks of the weekend. I wish we had like some NFL films music here that we like. I know, I know. But okay, Aaron. So, so is this in order, or is this just just the top five performances? This is, yeah, what, wait, what's the difference between your question you just asked? This is the top well, five quarterback performances of week three. Well, because I'm saying, like, is number one greater than number three? Have you ranked them in value? or is this I have ranked them. I have ranked them in okay. value. Okay. Yes, from, okay. From, okay. We'll start from five and work our way to yes. one. So this is the fifth best, and we'll work our way to the best quarterback play of the weekend. All right, number five, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma. Yeah. Looking super good there for the Sooners. Um, 
Number four, I got Shadir Sanders. Hold on, hold Number on, hold on, hold on. Dylan Gabriel. So, yeah, okay, 6 6 17 against Tulsa. That was better than what Washington did against Tulsa. Yeah. You know, we we're giving them a little credit. Okay, Gabriel. I 28 see. of 31, five touchdowns. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, for Shadur, I think Shadur has been on my list every week this season, and he deserves yep. it. I mean, just he keeps upping it to do a 98 yard drive and then the win in double overtime. I don't care who the opponent is, take some pretty big balls. Uh, and he, plus the stat line was phenomenal 348 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, number three, Michael Penix Jr., another great yeah. game on the road versus Michigan State, probably right now the front runner for the Heisen Trophy. Uh, number two, your boy Jaden Daniels. What's Number up, dog? We back. A 30 of 34, 360 through the air, two touch, 60 more on the ground with two touchdowns. I still Looking think LSU, good. if they did a rematch, I think they'd beat FSU. I think LSU is the better team. All right. Number one. Well, I, I, I would, I, whatever. Yeah. I would argue against I think that. Team. But I, I think, think LSU is still better than how we all kind of ding them maybe after week one. But we'll see. I agree. I, I think they're a top 10 team in the country and they're, they're going to work their way up there when a couple of those teams lose uh, this weekend. We'll have one team lose. So they'll, they'll be moving up. Uh, and the number one, Brumley was so happy when I put him at number one. I mean, he was yes. like, jumping up in joy, uh, jumping for joy. Brady Cook at Missouri. Woo! I don't know if I believe the rumors. I guess they're not rumors because Eli Drinkwood said this, but he said people were booing Brady Cook uh, because they want this other quarterback. Uh, to, to this baseball, I mean, you know this Aaron, the backup quarterback, the most popular guy in I town, and Dude, I was getting ripped. Rule. I, I was getting ripped by Missouri fans, and, and we I had them on Thursday night, their first game, and I was talking good about Brady Cook, and Missouri fans are just so mad at me. We don't want him as our quarterback. We don't believe what? in him. Wow. I'm, just, wow! I'm like, I will tell you this right now, Missouri fans out there, because I went to practice on that Wednesday. It was a Thursday night game, and this Sam Horn kid. Uh, big kid, he's a baseball pitcher. That was like 95 miles per hour. Damn. If you didn't know who was who watching practice, you would have thought Brady Cook was the baseball pitcher that could throw 95 miles per hour. It does not translate to the football field for Sam Horn mm. throwing the football. It is oh. it is weird, 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 weird. Brady Cook is your guy. Had a tremendous game um, and a huge win, man. The biggest win for Eli Drinkwitz in his tenure there at, uh, at, at Missouri. 61-yard walk-off, though Drinkwitz really fucked up the clock management at the end. Yeah. But who cares? 60, who cares? 61-yard <laughs> walk-off. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Brady Koki, you look up now, Aaron. 72% completion on the year. Yep. 250 a game. 10 yards per attempt. Five touchdowns. No picks. And he's barely, he's barely run. He's barely run. He really didn't run for the first two games. Did a little bit more this last game. But like that's a huge part of his game from last season that you know once that gets cooking, you know, Luther Burden's a savage. Theo Weiss looks cooking. good. Mookie Cooper looks good. This, this is a good football team. Yeah, did Burden and then I think... Let me, maybe let me the, maybe the second best team in the SEC East right now. Yeah, and so you finally got Burden going. Seven catches, 114, two touchdowns. Finally got him going. Kansas he's been State. going all year. Yeah, he has been actually. Never mind. He yeah, he's had never mind. He's had at least seven catches, like a hundred yards every game. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Aaron. Don't call me out. Saying. Okay. <laughs> Just say yeah, T Bob. That's right. Thank you. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. Your Aaron Murray top five quarterbacks. Uh, another very exciting weekend of college football here. Can't wait to do it again this week because now, boys, now we in it. Okay. We got about seven thousand ranked games to break down over the next couple of days we are yep. about to launch out of they haven't played anybody season and i cannot wait to be here for it and we want you to be here for it on snaps okay so snaps podcast if you google it apple spotify you're into the deal rate it review it all that good stuff youtube.com slash at volume snaps um Hit the like button, subscribe if you if you like the show, right? I mean, if you don't, that's cool. If go, you like enjoy, it, do whatever. Just just send us some love on social media. Say what's up. Jump on our yeah, little yep. twitters at Aaron Murray Eleven at whatever you are. T Bob fifty three, T B O B five T. I think on like Instagram, like an eighty year old grandpa. I'm like T Bob J A Bear, fucking loser. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, man, look. We love doing this, okay? And so uh, when y'all help grow the show, that helps us convince people to continue to let us do this. So y'all yeah. the absolute best. 
We love you. And unfortunately, Brian Hall, you are correct. Georgia still isn't going to be playing anyone. But everybody else, except for Georgia and Michigan, are about to exit the conversation of they haven't played anyone yet. And I can't wait to see it. Huge thank you to everybody hanging out in the chat. Remember, these YouTube lives are going to be on Mondays. We recap the weekend. So much fun having you all all here. And uh, we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.